To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Despite inflation reaching the highest it's been in 30 years, one economist says it's unlikely that wages will increase to match it. Because businesses are just sitting there trying to survive the ongoing impact of COVID-19. So there you are, you're negotiating. What could you ask for instead? So I'm joined now by Associate Economics Professor at Massey University, Matt Roscrooge. Hello, Matt. Yeah, afternoon, Andrew. How are you? Good. Are you outside on holiday already, buddy? Oh, mate, I might have popped down for a sneaky beer for lunch. <laughs> there you go. Lunch! <laughs> it is 12 minutes after four. Anyway. It was a long lunch. Okay, so an employer says he's got no more cash. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, look, certainly supply chains are a mess. Um, there's lots of uh, drivers of inflation at the moment. One of them is absolutely those inputs. And for employers who are relying on overseas markets for their inputs, they're likely to be really cash-strapped at the moment. Um, and, yeah, there's just not a lot of spare money to go into wages. At the, um, Righto, but you want to be rewarded more for your work, you know. So what yeah. else can we do? What what can we ask for? Yeah, I mean, that's where, I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, employees can bargain, can ask for more money, or they can also ask for better terms and conditions. And I think what we're starting to see um, is employees using those terms and conditions as a reason to stay in work or something they're negotiating around to um, sort of compensate them for the loss of wages. Like what? Yeah, well, I mean, that's things like being able to work from home is the obvious one. Um, You know, they've experienced two years now of working from home in many cases. And they might be looking at that as, a, um, you know, if we can sort of formalise that arrangement or make maybe a few days more in the, at home instead of in the office permanent, that might be worth a few thousand dollars for them in wages. Of course, so of course it's because they're, they're, they're not spending money on the commute, they're not spending money on parking, yeah. they're not spending money on petrol. Yeah, so better that's quality of life. Better quality of life, that's more money in your back pocket. But that's a little bit counterintuitive <clears throat> to the big push to get people back into offices so they can go down to the sandwich bar to keep the sandwich yeah. bar people in jobs. Yeah, no, there are some some really interesting unintended consequences that we're going to have to find out about as a society, right? I mean, we've been saying this is all unprecedented for, what, two years now, two and a half years? But mm. it is. Um, and we're not entirely sure what the CBDs are going to look like in four or five years' time. Um, is it? I'm always a bit of a fan of things mm. tend to look a lot like they did beforehand. People are pretty... They're, they're creatures of habit, and they tend to go back largely to what they were doing a bit to start, but... It's been a while since people have actually lived in high inflation times. And, of course, uh, they they don't know what it means to to them in in terms of of their inputs. So is it even possible to match wages to inflation in a high inflation time? I mean, in the the short run, I'd argue no. I mean, inflation moves around fast. Um, we, there was a period, I think it was in the 80s, wasn't it, where there was quite a long period of steady high inflation. But we haven't seen that really since then. We've seen little bits of transient high inflation. I think wages are a slow burn. They will probably, hopefully, um, catch up with where um, inflation is at the moment. But we're going to see inflation shoot off first, and then wages make that slow march back up towards inflation, I think, over time. So there will be a period where there's absolutely a um, drop in real wages for workers. 
Yes, well, there's, there's a very interesting correlation here is that everyone is sitting there yelling at the government saying, please control your spending so that we can get on top of this inflation. And unfortunately, that same mantra uh, can apply to every single one of us with our own personal spendings. Uh, yeah. But it has to be balanced or else we'll all just stagnate. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to your intro there. I've got... I've got some sympathy for government spending, but it needs to be really, really carefully considered. Mm. I mean, I'd argue if you look at our health infrastructure in particular, it's a mess. And um, I don't think I'd begrudge any spending in improving um, our hospital and health infrastructure um, as an example of where there's absolutely money needed. Mm. I think what probably needs to happen there is just a lot, a lot, even more consideration or better communication of that consideration. So they're probably doing the work. They just don't show the public that they're doing any work. I mean, it's hard for us to understand what's going on in Treasury. All right. Well, Matt Rescrooge, I'll let you get back to the bar. And I thank you so much for your time. And Matt is uh, an associate professor of economics from Massey University.